Today on the Rebel Leadership Podcast, we're talking with Kyle Minerly. He's reflecting on his constant pursuit of perfection and how he's never really equated his value to the pursuit of it. So the other day, we had a one-on-one. Yep. And you were super excited to share with me a presentation that you've been working on. Yeah. And you pull it up, and it's extremely polished, and I was disappointed. Yep. I want to talk about that. Yeah. It was it was one of those moments where, as soon as I put it up to, I knew that I was missing the mark. And I could, I, like, feel myself even naturally, like, shifting towards the other person in the room to be like, okay, maybe I can win, like, this person over. Just <laughs> so they it. might agree with you and right. me. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because I felt like I had put so much time and effort into what I was doing that if we could just begin the process of working through it, that you would see the, the wider vision. And I, I hmm. remember I had this moment of, like, why is she stopping me on page one to talk about, like, the second word? See, but that's really, that's good feedback for me, hmm. right? As a leader. Yeah, yeah. That I need to give people the space to present their thinking, even though on that first slide, I knew we were off. Right. So it was interesting from my yeah. perspective. Like, now hearing you play that back, it's it's such a reflective moment for me as a leader of, like, giving people the space to present their thinking, even if you're, like... I'm already like 10 steps ahead. Yeah. Right? Because that's inappropriate on my part to not give you that that respect for all the thinking that went into it. The difficulty I think comes down to like time though. Like you as a leader, you already knew first that that wasn't what you were looking for, but then also that that's not what the the founder of the company was looking for. Yeah. It was also in the room. And you being able to recognize that and identify it immediately i should have had the the faith and the trust honestly that like no she's correct in this instance and i should stop talking because we only had an hour together right we hardly got through the rest of that conversation and that's so true as far as anything that you're doing in a day you know so let's unpack why i knew that it was off sure yeah so when i saw the first slide even the words, like the word choices to me mm. matter so much that we use. Yeah. Um, and reading the words, I knew it was it was a very specific articulation of what we were talking about and the directive we gave, but it wasn't the big picture. Yeah. And so um, seeing, and I think other leaders can relate to this, when you give a germ of direction in mm-hmm. the beginning and then you don't hear from that person and you see a polished deliverable in the end, yeah. I get frustrated that... I didn't have the opportunity to have more dialogue Mm -hmm. that goes into that polished deliverable. And yet the focus is so much on this big reveal to impress me in the end that that ends up not impressing me nine times out of ten. Right. Because we haven't been aligned this entire time. Yeah. And to me, that's the wasted time. Right. Which, yeah, it, it ends up netting out to a lot more wasted time at it. And I feel like a lot of this is my own background of like leading a department and needing to... When I present something, needing it to have that like final vision, that final image, that when people look at it, they get inspired by it and they're like, I believe in this vision and I'm going to take that and run with it. As opposed to honestly like style shifting myself to be like, hey, I'm talking to different people who I'm collaborating with on the effort, not who I'm trying to honestly to pitch to, to like sell to. And I felt when I was making it that I was making it like a pitch deck basically. So what is the feeling behind wanting to reserve your thinking 
and sharing that back, but only sharing it back until it's like polished, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So I know you and I have been, we, we talked about this a little bit previously, but it's, my background's in acting, my background's in theater, and it does come down to that that final moment of presentation, right? And when I'm saying that has to be like a polished product, a, a polished presentation, in my estimation, you can still have that be a very real conversation and you can still like dynamically evolve while you're talking to the person, but the the core performance, like kind of the the um, the outfit that you have on, if you will, needs to be on point. You need to be playing the role and have enough faith in yourself when you're presenting it to say like, this is going to work and it's going to work its way through. And I feel as if when on that first page, when you were like, this, this isn't right, this isn't what we were going for, like I lost that armor. So this is so interesting because I too was in theater my whole life. Yeah. And so I understand like that performance, that feeling of the performance is so important to the actor, right? Yeah, yeah. But let's equate this to that, right? Sure. The first germ of direction I gave you was like the script read. The first. Mm -hmm. You don't go from the script read to the perfect performance. True. Very true. Without back and forth and without coaching and without inspiration and without those raw moments of getting it wrong, then getting it right, and then seeing the light bulb click when someone understands their character. You can see it. Like, I get goosebumps thinking back to those days, like when you feel like you're fully in character and you finally get it. You understand who that person is. You understand the direction and the why behind the motivations. Mm -hmm to get you to that performance, but that's exactly how I felt that day. I felt like I gave a script, the read, and then I got the end output without all the fun stuff in the middle. Like that is what energizes me as a leader is like helping shape and mold and input ideas into the process so that when I do see that final performance, it's thoughtful and it's strategic and it's aligned. Right. Yeah, I think the alignment, honestly, is the biggest part of that. Because there's been times where I've taken the same sort of approach and, like, you know, you end up with the final product and it is perfect and it's what they're looking for. And they're like, hey, that was amazing. You're an incredible person. Like, all the accolades that you want, right? (laughs) But I I remember I had this moment I was thinking about this morning where it's almost like if you've ever watched, like, Wild E. Coyote, like, the old school cartoons. Mm -hmm. Like, he starts running and then he goes off a cliff, essentially. And you have that moment of hang time where... He's still running, still trying to churn and not aware of the fact that like the situation around him has changed and he needs to adopt to it. I very much felt in that situation as my role switched um, in my current capacity. Like I went from Hmm. leading a team to, hey, you're tasked with starting a new initiative. And I wanted so badly to kind of, you know, catch the roadrunner on it to like knock it out of the park immediately that I wasn't aware of the fact that I was running on thin air at that point. Mm. Like, I hadn't adjusted to the fact, like, okay, I'm falling, but it it can be a controlled fall if I just reach out to people around me. So what holds you back from reaching out for clarity and reaching out for more direction? Um, Honestly, we're going to get real here for a second. (laughs) Uh, it, It comes down to fear in a lot of ways. Like, I see my value at the end of the day as, like, being able to be given direction and then come out with something that doesn't just hit your expectations, but is going to exceed the expectations. And if I need to be reaching out the entire time and asking for help along the process, I innately feel like I don't, I didn't impress. I didn't wow because I was getting assisted the entire time into the end goal. And to me, weirdly enough, and I'm aware that this is kind of strange, but like to me that almost devalues my own contribution to it. That's fascinating because I, I almost see it as opposite. 
Hmm. And, and I think this morning was a testament to that. So this morning, <laughs> let's talk about this. Sure. Yeah. So I invited you to an hour long regroup, just the two of us, because yeah. I knew that I have been thinking about it since that presentation where I cut you off right on the first slide and I didn't give you the opportunity to present. So I felt bad about that. Yeah. Because I never want you to feel devalued. Sure. So I wanted to make it up to you in a session and also gain alignment, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so I knew we were off in terms of substance, but I also wanted to gain alignment as people that yeah. I understand what what I did and I empathize with the situation that you're walking into, right? Yeah. So this morning, by gaining alignment at a whiteboard, like the whiteboard to me is like this coveted space. Sure, sure. Right? I invite people to a whiteboard to get their input because I value their input. Hmm. Not because they I'm chastising them that they haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. Because I value their ideas in the creation process. That is arguably the most important part of what we do. That is sure. the fun part yeah. about what we do. Yeah. Right? So by being invited to a brainstorm, that is already showing you that I value you. Yeah. That's not meant to say, you haven't figured this out, so I'm going to figure it out for you. Sure. Right? And I think that's the difference in how we took it. Yeah. Right? And so if if we can have these more honest conversations that are raw and less polished, yeah. that arrive at a place. Because what did you feel like at the end of that brainstorm today? I mean, we we had a direction. We had something with alignment that I was able to say, like, I see a final vision from it. And it's honestly, it's one of those things where, like, when I was leading a team, that's what I would encourage and, like, ask them to do. Hmm. But... I guess, like, being in a leadership position myself, I wasn't able to turn around and reflect on that to myself. Like, I couldn't pull myself in that direction. So when you sat me down this morning and we we worked through it, like, it, it felt... Like, at first, I, I was a little, like, off about it, especially because you had started to write some stuff on the whiteboard already, and I was like, okay, she already has the vision, has the idea on it. Like, what what's my place here? What's my contribution? Mm. Right? Like, is it just being an errand boy and like getting it done? Mm -mm. But then when we actually started to like talk about it and just have the conversation, it blossomed into something that was actually like, I want to get started on yeah. it. Like I want to do this. Yeah. And it's, it's a malleable idea, yeah. right? So it's like, as a leader, I feel like you have to give people a starting point, Yeah, which was my start on the whiteboard. <laughs> yes. Visibly. <laughs> But I really did not have it all figured out. That is that is what your job is in this whole thing, is like take this germ of an idea and turn it into something real. See, even that is a newer concept for me. Because again, coming from the past where I had to say like, here's the plan from A to Z, help me make it the best possible, but here's where I want it to go. As opposed to you sitting down and saying like, I don't, I don't know what the right side of the board mm -hmm. looks like at all. I don't. And like opening up in that way as a leader to me, was kind of like it was it was different than mm. my past experiences with leadership and it was kind of like oh yeah it's okay to not need to have the answers you're not going to be chastised for it you're going to be elevated and asked to contribute like that was that was a big moment for me hmm. that's really cool i'm so glad there's been a lot of ahas throughout this one situation yeah so if we can all, like if every leader can just pause themselves and reflect and have a little humility in yeah. not being perfect. So like not just the work not being perfect, but like you hear it from me, like I apologize for how yeah. I handled the other day, not giving you time and space to present mm -hmm. because I'm sure you went into that meeting. Now <laughs> reflecting on that, I'm sure that was an important meeting for you because sure. 
it was with me and the owner of the company. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm sure you had care in that, and I cut, totally cut you off at the knees, and that's not fair. Mm. So, reflecting on that, that's important for leaders to also do and just say, you know what? I was having an exceptionally fast day mm. and knew it was going to be a waste of time if we went down too many rabbit holes. And in doing that, I hurt you in the process, and that's not that's not cool. Sure. So I love, like, the reflection part of leadership is such a huge component to mm. being a better leader. And it also shows you that, like, we can we can get to a better place yeah. by reflecting and taking humility. And, like, you took feedback, too, throughout this whole sure. situation. Yeah, yeah. But just because we're talking about it. Right. So let's talk about that because that's kind of an elephant in the room right so i'm currently located in a remote position and this is something that like it's not just a rebel problem and rebel actually we had like remote solutions prior to this but a lot of our breakthrough moments here have been made possible not because we didn't try to schedule things previously but it's a lot easier when you're in person when you can actually like feed off the, and like i could look and see your eyes when i was doing something and i'm like ah shit you I, feel it. Yeah, yeah i messed this up yeah how how can we try to take moments that need to be personal and to people just communicating and then make that same sort of connection in a digital environment? Is that possible? I think it is. Hmm. Um, I think we use meetings as default, hmm. as like the time when you need to present great thinking. And I would much rather the honest conversations where you pick up the phone and call me Mm. and say like, hey, can I grab your ear for 10 minutes? I need to, I'm stuck on something and I need to make sure that I'm in alignment with you still. Something else huh. happened today. I feel like it's making, maybe moving our direction in a different angle than what we had agreed to. Yeah. Can I just bounce this off of you? Because like that, I value that back and forth so much. Yeah. That is much less about where you live yeah. and yeah. much more about how we communicate yeah. and how frequently we communicate. To your point, it's kind of like meetings. So we, we, we have the meeting every other week where we come in, but I'm, I'm coming into it with the same thing. I, I have my agenda. I have my presentation. I have my like, here's what I'm going to go through and I'm going to show these you eight impressive things. You want to look prepared. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's more about the real human elements of like, how am I reaching out to you outside of these hours while still trying to be in cognizant between. of like, hey, Allison's really busy. I'm not the only focus on this. See, but that piece is hmm. something as a leader... And I know it gets harder and harder the more our company grows. Sure. But I am arguably one of the most approachable people in the world. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right? I just am who I am. I talk to you the same way I talk to my husband, the same way I talk to an intern, the same way I talk to the owner of the company. Sure. It is just who I am. And sometimes that's a negative because I don't have a filter and I'm not scared of anything, but sometimes that's a positive. Yeah. Um, And... I never want to be seen as a leader, as someone that people can't ask questions to. Hmm. And I would much rather a culture that feels like there are no there are no silos or yeah. people that you can't reach out to or, or leaders that aren't approachable yeah. to say, hey, you know what? When I see that question come through, whether it's Slack or a phone call or a request for my time, that is the first priority that I have. Because so- I want to make sure you know that it's, it's far more important to me that we gain alignment at that time when you know you need alignment okay. than me thinking you didn't reach out to me because you were worried about the time it would take and then we wasted all this time yeah. not being aligned. Yeah. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And that's kind of what happened, right? Like we had even planned to have some touch bases prior, but then things came up, things popped up. And I, I almost hit a point where I was like, all right, I'm going to figure it out. I'm too mm. afraid to ask at this point. Like I'm already, mm. I'm already in it. So I just kind of dove in. But at the same time, again, when I was leading a, a team of individuals, when I tried to make myself available to them, it was very much like, okay, so I'm going to stay up until like eight or nine or 10 at night, like talking to the individual mm -hmm. so that they can feel like I'm there for them. How do you, how do you tread the divide between I'm here for you, but I'm also doing my job. And then I also have a life outside of this. Well, I make it clear to people that because I have two little sons, yeah. so one's three and one's six months old. A lot of people forget about the six month old, <laughs> um, but he's still there. His name's Vinny. Um, <clears throat> but I think... I set my own parameters. I protect my time when yeah. I need to protect my time. Yeah. So I tell people, I keep my phone in my work bag. I tell the owner of our company the same thing. Sure. He knows yeah. it and he respects that too. Yeah. I keep my phone in my bag from the minute I get home to till bedtime. That yeah. is my precious time that I have with my boys Yeah. because I'll never get that time back. And then I am all everybody's for the rest of the day. Sure. So if that means like you reach out to me at 5.30 and are like, hey, I have to talk to you about some bigger thing, I'll respond to you and just say, let me call you back at either after bedtime, I'll call you then, yeah. or can I talk to you in the morning? And I give people that clarity of like, I, you are also important yeah. to gain alignment with, Yeah. but uh, those, those hours are protected. Everything else is fair game. And I'll rejigger so long as I know I need to be spoken with. Yeah. Right? But I can't read your mind to know that you're stuck unless yeah. you reach out and asking honestly, for help. I feel like having that, that guideline there like elevates your status as like as the president of the company, as like, hey, you know, work focus when needs to be work focused, but there are hours where it is best to communicate with them and we need to also respect the time that you're not in office. It's when I got promoted up to VP, um, my girlfriend was actually angry. Like, she was very mm -hmm. upset with me. And I'm like, what? Like, why aren't you happy for this? And she's like, you're just going to be more busy. Mm -hmm. And I never get a chance to actually see you. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it, it was kind of like this weird moment for me. Because even when the role switched, I was kind of, like, down on myself. And I was like, well, shit, did I, did I mess up? Like, what went wrong? What could I have done better? And she was happy. Because she was like... Hopefully this means you can actually have like working hours and hours outside of it. It's so interesting you say that because when I got promoted to president, mm. it was a big deal for me personally. It yeah. Was, it is literally my dream. Sure. Right. And so like that dream came true this year. Mm. So I don't take it lightly. And people have asked me like, how's this position going for you? Mm. And I'll say it's arguably the easiest job I've ever done. Mm. Like, they're the hardest decisions I make <laughs> sure. each day, um, but it's the easiest job because I know that that my strengths are aligned with my role, which is aligned with my title, yeah. um, but I have the control of where I spend my time yeah. now. And, like, that makes it a lot easier because the more senior your title and the more senior your leadership position, yeah. the more power you have over your own calendar. And where you spend your time, because time is something only you can protect for yourself. Mm -hmm. So in your, the story of your girlfriend feeling that way, yeah. you should feel empowered that now you can control where you spend your time instead of just saying, well, now I have less to give of all these other people. Sure. It's like, no, it's actually opposite. Now you have more power to say, I can't talk to you right now, but I will talk to you at this time. That works for you. Yeah. And almost prioritizing yourself first.
It's so true. I mean, like my, my biggest concern now is, and especially over this last two week where I was doing the, you know, the, the wildly coyote, just like running on air, I found myself having blank spots on my calendar and then I innately filled them with, with meetings and like trying to, trying to talk to people and like get things moving around, which wasn't necessarily like the wrong call. I just was activating people based off of what I thought I needed to do, which to your point, like that, that wasn't the direction that I was supposed to be going in. So it moved from wasting my own time and efforts also the time and efforts of those around me because I considered that that's my value, right? Like Mm. how busy I am during the day is a direct reflection of my worth, which is like when you say it, it's like one of those, like, I feel like this is like a, I'm in with the psychologist. (laughs) It's one of those things where it's like, well, that was stupid. We should change the name of our podcast. (laughs) Um, so if you were to like give leaders any piece of last advice based on what aha moment you just had today, what would it be? God, I mean, this, this comes back to what you said at the beginning. It's taking that moment of pause and reflection and to say like, I got here not because of, you know, like acting or always being polished a hundred percent of the time or always knowing the right thing to say or the right thing to do. But instead, for those other moments, for just showing that you know how to think and function and activate the right people. And honestly, like, it's weird because you say, like, in a position of leadership, what has this taught you? In a position of leadership, this has taught me that I need to trust those around me who might also be in leadership positions themselves. And it's less about me in isolation, working to you know, better my department and more about what can I learn from the other department heads who are around me as well who have valuable things to share with me. And it's one of those like putting aside the hubris, even if you're not aware that it's it's hubris because it's like this is this is me, this is my own personal thing. Like it's taking that moment.